Hello, I'm Ellen Brown Robinson, and this is the 11 Live Podcast. Welcome. Years ago, I was waiting in line to get on a plane, and I had an aha. And the aha was this, that I had been carrying a belief that who I was at my core was bad. That who I was at my core was bad. What I understand and what I've come to know is that this is actually, this belief is a current that runs through our, you know, humans. And what it is, is shame. And I'm so, I'm so glad that I had this realization that I had been carrying this belief because it is a hidden belief this shame that we carry. Um, and it's, it really, it truly is hidden. And I, I did not know it was there. Today I was walking on in downtown in my city and I just happened to walk past a real estate office and, you know, the big windows and I saw someone's desk and they had a vision board that they had created and words like relentless and something else. And then I, then what really caught my eye was walk at the talk. And I thought, what does that mean? And then I thought, that's what we do as humans. We go around, you know, saying these things, these catchphrases. We make bumper stickers and t-shirts with these catchphrases. Make it work. Um, Dig deeper. You know, walk the talk. And the talk is often a set of beliefs that we've been given, whether by our you know, real estate company or some other company or our family or our religion or our government or our school. And we rarely think about, do I, is this quote unquote talk, these set of beliefs that I am saying I want to walk, do I actually believe the talk? Do I believe these beliefs? Are these my beliefs? And I, what fuels this need to walk the talk to all these catchphrases, you know, it, it is the need to be good, the need to be good. And that is deeply about shame. Shame fuels the conditioning, these beliefs, um, this way of behaving that is driven by an insatiable need to be good. Shame fuels the conditioning, this way of behaving that is driven by an insatiable need to be good. When we don't examine our own thoughts and beliefs, and we're just going along in life. This is part of it. And what I really want to focus on today is shame. 
Yay. Um, and ultimately, it's it, this whole thing, what I'm saying today, is about love. But we've got to talk about shame. And uh, just very recently, I watched the Toni Morrison documentary. And Toni Morrison is a celebrated black author woman um, who I believe died a couple years ago. Well, I know she died, but I believe it was a couple years ago. Um, And I loved this documentary. And in it, there is about a minute and 15 seconds that I want to read to you about what she says. And she's talking about racism. But, and it's not why I'm reading this to you. You'll, I'll talk more about that after I read this because I'm going to then replace the word racism with another word. Don't you understand that the people who do this thing, who practice racism, are bereft? That there is something distorted about the psyche It's a huge waste and it's a huge corruption and a distortion. It's like it's a profound neurosis and nobody examines it for what it is. It feels crazy. It is crazy. It has just as much of a deleterious effect on white people as it does on black people. If the racist white person doesn't understand that he or she is also a race, is also constructed, it's also made, and also has some kind of serviceability. But when you take it away, I take your race away, and there you are, all strung out, and all you've got is your little self. And what is that? What are you without racism? Are you any good? Are you still strong, still smart? So now what I want to do is I want to replace the, I want to, this is so profound to me because the minute I heard it, I was like, I know I want to share this on this, my 11 live. And then as I was thinking about really what I wanted to share, it came to me to replace the word shame with racism. Um, So I'm gonna read it back to you. And kind of in the middle, I add some of my own thoughts and then go back to Tony's thoughts. Don't you understand that the people who do this thing, who practice shame, are bereft? That there is something distorted about the psyche? It's a huge waste and it's a corruption and a distortion. It's like a profound neuroses and nobody examines it for what it is. It feels crazy. It is crazy. Shame has just as much of a deleterious effect on white people as it does on black people, on all people. This is my part, Ellen's part. Like racism, shame is a construct, and we've constructed it at the set, as the center of our lives. Remember this fear that, I, um, that we are. I talked about this in the last podcast. 
remember the sphere that we are, like yourself as a sphere. If you can just think about that. And in the center of the sphere, there's a rock. And that rock represents all of our pain. And the rock casts a shadow. And we can't see that we're living in this construct due, due to the shadow that hides it. And, and I'm improvising here. I didn't write this down to say, but I need to say it. So, um, that the shadow that our rock, which is our shame projects is a distortion because we are pure light and pure love. And we came to the planet as souls to be these humans, to meet this, our pain, to meet the rock that is our pain, because it is in the meeting of that pain that the distortion no longer holds us. The distortion that is shame, the distortion, because that rock is really, that's the, that's the, all of our, that's the culmination. That's all of the amalgamation of our shame made up there in that rock. And when people push on that rock, that is all our pain by doing things or saying things, then we either absorb it more and then our rock becomes greater or we push it out onto other people and in the form of blame. And that's called projection. So when she talks about the fact that Racism is a distortion of our psyche because racism is, par- is, is, a, is a subcomponent of shame. Shame's the umbrella. <laughs> then underneath that are all the isms, racism, sexism, you know, and the ginnies, misogyny, um, just all those things that those are distortions of our true nature. Whenever we say that someone else is bad or wrong, or for that matter, good and positive, they do this or say this or believe this, so they're bad or wrong, or from someone else's perspective, good or positive, that is our shame talking. That is our projection of our wound, of our pain, outward. So it can look like blaming, but it also can look like praising. Okay. I'm going back to Tony now. But what happens when I take your shame away? And then I improvise a little bit here. I take the idea of you away. And there you are, all strung out. (laughs) And all you've got is your little self. And what is that? What are you without shame? Are you any good? Are you still strong? Still smart? And that is our greatest fear. I know it was mine. That if, and I did, this is the thing, I wasn't conscious of any of this. But if I take away, if I have the courage to get up underneath from the shame which requires, it's not just, oh, let me just take this off. (laughs) It just doesn't work that way. You've got to meet it. You have to meet 
the feelings you don't want to feel and the thoughts you don't want to have. And this I talked about at length in the previous podcast. Can't remember what it's called. Um, I think it's called what the soul wants or something like that. But, and then, yeah, because the fear is, well, what do I have then? It's just me. But let me tell you this, that shame is the reason for our human malaise. And to get away from this discomfort, because I've lived this, I sought outside of myself. We seek outside of ourselves to feel better and to be quote unquote good. And to meet all those little bullshit catchphrases. Really? Do we really want to be, I, do I really want to be the person that's literally trying to live up to a fucking catchphrase? No. So it does take courage because it's these catchphrases that fuel all of this. You know what? You are already good. And of course I wrote down, and someone would say this is a miswriting, but I wrote, you are, you are already God. Because the fact that of the matter is that God is love and light. And you are these things. I am these. I am light. I am love. You are light. You are love. And our love and our light that we are are distorted by that rock that is in the center of the sphere that we are and that rock casts a shadow. But the good news is that when we can meet the pain of of the shame of feeling bad for who we are, that is everything because we no longer have to chase being good outside of ourselves. Are you with me? And the work lies in meeting the conditionings, those thoughts and beliefs, big and small that are simply not true. Yes, racism, that seems like such a big thought, and it's the little thoughts, and I wrote down some examples from my own life. Years ago, years ago, before I got married, um, one of my best friends told my mom, and, and my mom said, told me years after, why can't Ellen just be like everyone else? That was this person's belief system about who I was marrying and the circumstances in which I got married. She was, from her shame, from her pain, projecting out her pain onto me. And later, when I heard it, it did hurt because then her pain pressed on my pain about not feeling good, about being bad for who I was or believed that I was. And so you see how this is cyclical. Okay. That was one example. Then, um, several years after that, actually it was before that doesn't really matter when it was, but, um, I had another dear friend and I was meeting her out and I had on, it, it was just a time when I really enjoyed wearing those gap long shorts. They were long, like almost to your knee. I think they were guy shorts. In fact, I think they were my boyfriend, soon to be husband at the time and whatever I had on the top, but I had those on the bottom. And she took one look at me and said, what are you doing? And she was talking about what I was wearing. 
Again, her feeling not confident, not good about who she is, in fact, bad about who she is deeply, being projected out onto me. And then I felt bad. Then that pushed pushed against my wound, my pain. And then another time, years later, when I was married, and it's probably been about 15 years, and we were at my mother-in-law's for Easter. And we were in a time where we were moving away from the Catholic Church, and so we didn't go to, to church. We didn't go to Easter Sunday because we were still kind of going for holidays at the time. But we decided we wanted to have Easter, excuse me, Easter at home. And so we have our kids, and they're like probably one and almost three. So one and like two and a half. And she says to my husband, did y'all go to church today? And Tim says, no. And she says, shame on you. And I say, we don't do shame. And she repeats it, shame on you. And she stomps her foot. And I say, we don't do shame. Now, this is not about her. It is about how we all She had a belief that, you know, we all have beliefs that we believe are the right and good belief, as well as the bad and wrong belief. And then instead of meeting that shame within us, because that's really what that's there for, those beliefs are there to help us meet the shame, we project that out onto others. And we actually do it self-righteously and like piously, like I'm better than you. And then, so there, there are people in society who feel better than and those who feel not as good as. I'm just gonna say it again, that shame fuels the conditioning. Conditioning being a way of behaving that is driven from this insatiable need to be good. How does this, you don't have to do anything with what I'm saying. But, you know, how does it feel to you what I'm saying? How does this show up for you in your life? What is this experience like hearing this? What's going on in your body? It doesn't just have to be right here, right now. As you move about your day, to start to listen to your insides. Because you are the truth. The love and the light of you is your God. And that is the truth. And the pain in you is real. And it is meant to be, it's meant to be met by you. And without your shame and without my shame, you are you, you are your light, you are your love. Who are you without your shame? You are love. You are light. Who am I without my shame? I am light. I am love. Once we are our full light, our whole light, our complete light, 
There is no rock. There, the pain has been healed and hold. And then we simply shine. Let you shine. <laughs>